now to the New Testament Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 1 verses 21 through 31 and as you have the word or as your heart is prepared to hear the word I invite you to stand in the presence of God out of respect for God's holy word. And listen now for the word of the Lord. They, meaning Jesus and his disciples, went to Capernaum and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching. For he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. So just then there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. Simply means the devil was in him. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? 
have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. Oh, they were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this? A new teacher with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once, his saying began to spread throughout the surrounding region of, of Galilee. And as soon as they left the synagogue, Jesus and his disciples, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him, Jesus, about her. And he came and took her by the hand, lifted her up, then the fever left her, and she began to serve this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Look at your neighbor and smile this morning. Smile at somebody else. Neighbor, say neighbor. Blessings are coming that you didn't even count on. Blessings are coming that you didn't even count on. Don't you pray with me, Almighty God? I give you. Praise and honor, glory, honor, dominion, all power is in your hands. I surrender to you this day. Lord, won't you allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, for, for you are my strength. And you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray. Let the church say amen. amen. Beloved, have you ever been engaged in your normal routine when suddenly the Lord just stepped in and, and blessed that situation ways that you could not have imagined. He blessed you 
little beyond your wildest dreams. I want you to know this morning that God gives his children unexpected blessings. The Bible records uh, lots of things or instances of unexpected blessings, people following their normal routine, doing what they usually do when, when suddenly the Lord steps in and blesses in a way that could not have been imagined. Oh, therefore it comes as no surprise that in the first chapter, Mark's gospel, we find Jesus and his disciples stopping by the church and a house with unexpected blessings. Look at your neighbor and say, I want Jesus' unexpected blessings. Jesus on the Lord's day in the Lord's house. Hear this, hear this. Jesus went to church. My Lord, Jesus went to church. He was a man fully God, fully human, all man, but he was in church. Somebody say amen. Now, if Jesus went to church and we want to be like Jesus, then, then we better find ourselves in the church of Jesus Christ on the Sabbath day like Jesus did. So beloved, in our scripture lesson, we find Jesus in the Lord's house on the Lord's day. And then look what happened. Look what happened. While Jesus was in church, a man with an evil spirit came into the church. Did, did you know that the devil comes to church? And the devil has no way of getting to church except we bring him. Uh oh. Just then, there was. He was there in their, in their synagogue. And the man with an unclean spirit began to disrupt. The service. And he knew that the devil will ride in your BMW, ride in your Ford, ride in your truck, get on public transportation, ride along with you, and come to church. You see, you see, the church is the primary recruiting station for the devil. Don't get it wrong. A lot of church folk don't understand this. The devil doesn't need to go to the cocaine party. He don't need to go there. He got those people. He don't, he doesn't have to go there. The devil doesn't have to go to the large corporations going overseas and putting people in, in slavery, destroying people's land so that they can make money. He, he already got them. He don't, he don't, he don't have to go there. The devil doesn't have to attend the meetings of the Ku Klux Klan. He, he already, he already got them. All but the church of Jesus Christ. Here is where people's faces 
until they think they're going to make it. And in the self-righteousness, the arrogance, and the lukewarm commitment to the Lord, they're in danger of just slipping away to the bad so the devil comes to church and he gets real busy. You know, the devil sees people who, who call themselves Christians sitting in church frowning, talking about other folks, looking like a statue, wiggling, going to the restroom ten times, not listening, mind wandering off, being distracted. I've seen some terrible things happen inside. Church, you can't tell me nothing. You can't even do nothing that I probably have not seen before because the devil is the devil. He not even have sense enough to be creative with new stuff. <laughs> he, he just does the same thing at every church. That's why it's easy to pastor. Because once you've been in one, you know, oh, oh yeah, the devil comes to church, no doubt about it. The church is the fishing ground for the enemy. Look at your neighbor and say, ooh, better watch out. <laughs> well, this is what I know, beloved. This is what I know. I know that the devil comes to church all the time. But I also know that the devil is no match for my Jesus. That's what I know. I know he ain't no match for my Jesus. Ah. A man or a woman, Jesus came and will whip the devil every time. That's why you had better come in here with Jesus on your mind. He said, with Jesus on your mind, because when Jesus gets in you, you get in Jesus. And listen, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit on the Lord's day in the church, you can resist the devil and he will flee from you. I can't believe that Christians today are scared of the devil. Why are you scared of the devil? The devil is supposed to flee from us. We don't have to flee from the devil. All I got to do is say, Jesus, Jesus, get me behind me, Satan. For greater is he who is in me than who is in the world in the name of Jesus. Take your authority. When you get in the spirit of the spirit, just leave the devil. That's like he's seen a ghost in hand. The Holy Ghost. Seen the Holy Ghost. The devil is no match for the spirit of Jesus Christ. That's why the spirit of God must That Jesus has authority to give orders to evil spirits, and they obey him. Therefore, the devil may come to church, but he's no match for the one who is the Lord of the church, the one who said, upon this rock, I will build who? My church. People always go, that's my church, my church. I've been there, that's my church, my church. I used to have to teach people, this is not your church or my church. This is God's church. Help me up in here, somebody. This is God's church. We try to steal stuff that doesn't even belong to us. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Ah, oh, the devil may come to church. 
when it gets hot in here. The devil can't stay. He can't stay. He can't stay. Somebody say amen. Here we find the devil coming to church. And God blessed him in a way. You see, the man who was carrying the devil was blessed because Jesus delivered him from the spirit he was carrying. So the man went to church to act crazy. But then God delivered him from the cray-cray and he was blessed in a way that he never expected. People ought to be able to walk up in the church house and, and leave different than what they came in. People ought to be able to walk up in the church and have some miracles and some wonders happen while they're in there so that they are delivered from all the spirits that enter us. Don't think spirits are not real, beloved. And then the Bible goes on to say that immediately after church, Jesus and his disciples, including James and John, they left the church and went straight to Peter and Andrew's house. Thinking, can you imagine taking Jesus home with you after church? Why do I ask that question? Because a lot of people come and meet with Jesus and then they they leave Jesus at the church. They get involved in the service and they cry and they shout and they respond to the word and song and some, some of them just, you know, kind of sit there, but in their own way, they have a Holy Ghost good time and, and I mean, but then they say, see you next Sunday, Lord, if I come. Hallelujah, it was nice being here today, but uh, that's why that's why the candle is here to remind us that Jesus is the light of the world, and then the acolyte will take the candle out as a symbolic reminder to us that when you leave here, don't leave this candle up here burning. Take the candle out with you to the world and to your house. Somebody say amen, amen. Some people get in a car after church. They was acting crazy before they got here, and then they get in here, and they're a little better, and then they get back in the car. <laughs> you just came out of church. Jesus. Ah, oh, but I don't know. I don't know. On the other hand, if you take Jesus home with you, then if you take Jesus home with you, then you might have to straighten up some things. Y'all gonna let me preach up in here today. Imagine Jesus sitting at the table with you. Sometimes with your family, but you know, we should sit at the table with our family. We don't do that anymore. Sitting at the table or you have a TV tray watching the game. And but there are other people in the room. And what you're doing, you, you serving roasted preacher and warmed over gossip at your house. Did you see them people at the church? 
like the preacher looking at the preacher. Then Joe said, you know what I heard? Imagine Jesus browsing through your books and your magazines, even the ones that you keep hidden. Imagine Jesus turning on your VCR to see what it is you watch when the children are asleep. Imagine Jesus standing in your kitchen listening to you talking on the phone to somebody else's husband or wife. Oh, Imagine Jesus hearing all you say and seeing all you do. Well, say well. I don't know about taking Jesus to some of our houses. I'm just saying. Oh, but listen. Let me be honest. Maybe things would change at our houses if we took Jesus home with us. Hey, maybe. Maybe things are just crazy in our houses because Jesus has not been invited into our houses. Look at somebody and say, is Pastor talking to you or me? Oh, my beloved, in our scripture lesson, Peter and Andrew took the Lord home, and when they experienced was an unexpected blessing. That's what they experienced. You see, when they got home, scripture says Peter's mother-in-law was sicker, no doubt. She had been sick that morning when the others left for church. But they went to church anyway. It was a good thing. They had seen the Lord working marvelous ways up at the church house. They saw what the Lord did to the man, and they thought, if we can do that for him, maybe I'm here to take him home with me. So he can heal my sister. Maybe I'm here to take Jesus home with me so he can heal somebody else in my family. Oh, oh. They have seen the Lord work in miraculous ways up at the church house, as the Lord will do on Sunday mornings. But then after church, they were going home. And if anything, the home situation had gotten worse. They, they didn't leave her as sick as they found her when they got home. And that how it is with us sometimes, beloved. Sometimes we, we leave home on Sunday and things are in a turmoil. We meet the Lord at the Lord's house and the Lord works in mighty ways in our souls and we feel good, we feel great. Sometimes I feel like we, we sometimes we feel like we've seen the angels. Uh, when we leave church, we can just feel the Lord hugging us and holding us. Praise God. Oh. But when we get home, listen, things are no longer in a turmoil. They in it. Oh. What was bad is now worse. What was tolerable is just outright ridiculous. And if the truth be told, sometimes you hate to go home. Uh-oh. Because you know what improves its ways for you at your house. He's like, he's turning up the house. 
and the people in it all the more reason to pay heed to Tony. Man, sometimes you can't help the situation at your house. It just is what it is. But praise God that when something is what it is, Jesus can make it into what it ought to be. See, if you don't say it is what it is, and that's it, like you can't do nothing. No, it is what it is. But I'm going to get filled with the Holy Ghost so it becomes what it ought to be. And the truth be told, you, you're going to go home maybe, and um, maybe your brother is there. He, he all drunk, and his children talking back, and his sister needs some money, or her friend who lives with an abusive husband sitting on your couch all beat up and crying all all or some of them just, just waiting for you to come home. To come home from church, that is. Oh my, this, this, this question, what, what, what are you going to do, child of God, when you go home? And there's a situation at your house that's worse when you get from church than it was before you went. What, what, what are you going to say, child of God, when you got people in your house taking advantage of you because you went to church and, and you say, that's who people mess with, same folks. Because worldly folk ain't going to let nobody mess with them like we let people mess with us. You know what I'm saying? Worldly folks, somebody go in their house talking about, I'm going to stay here and they go, you got some rent. Oh, no, you ain't finna. No, 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 no. But church folk, we go, he's my brother. See my food. Let people come in and just eat you alive. Somebody, listen. The word is teaching us, the word is teaching us that when you take Jesus home with you, you can expect the unexpected. I said when you take Jesus home with you. Because if you are real Christian, you're not going to act after church like you would have acted if you hadn't gone to church. Oh. You know what I'm saying? If you've been in church, if when you get home, no matter what's going on in your house, if you take Jesus with you, you're not going to act the same. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to shock people because they think you're coming home the way you left. <laughs> because we can be the Lord at the Lord's house and the Lord works in mighty ways in our hope. And we change before we get home. I suggest that you make it a habit to pray when you get in your car all the way home. Even if you don't know what's at your house when you get there. I just suggest uh, uh, that you enter your house. Fill with the spirit of the Holy Spirit still lingering on on you. So you enter your house singing, praising. You, you enter your house, better, better still, just enter your house speaking in tongues. That's what you do. Enter your house speaking in your prayer language. We don't have one yet, but we're going to have a class where you're going to get one if you want one. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, God. That's a language that the devil can't understand. And it's a language you can speak when you don't know what to say. 
you have to take Jesus home with you personally. That's what changes behavior in your house. You see, when you got evil spirits in your house, and then they acting up, then you acting up, ain't nobody going nowhere. What changes behavior is when I act different from you. What changes your behavior is when I pray for you. What changes your behavior is when I put my faith on Jesus and really kind of ignore you in the whole process. The word is teaching us that when we take Jesus home, you can expect the unexpected. Our scripture lesson says that when the church goes back home, Peter's mother-in-law was in the bed with a fever, and somebody told Jesus about the situation. See, that's what you ought to do. You ought to start telling Jesus about the situation. You know what we try to do? We want to fix everything. Some things we can't fix. This battle is not mine, it's the Lord's. I'm not crazy, you are. And I ain't finna go crazy with you because you're crazy. I ain't finna be bad because you bad. I'm not finna curse because you curse. I'm not finna get upset because you upset. Because I'm standing on solid ground. And while you over there having a fit, I'm over here praising God. Hallelujah. Has anybody ever seen you do that at your house? I can remember growing up and I was a little dramatic child. Y'all know preachers are weird anyway. Lord said he saw me in my mama's womb. Well, I remember growing up when if my mama put my sock on me, I'd go, What did your mama say? It's got a wrinkle in it. This girl, one day I was playing the piano. I was in the living room and my hand, the piano, because I had asked my mother for something and she said no. My mother was talking about sweet, low key, summer. Here I am, this drama queen. I'm up there playing on the piano. One, two. Like the old echo. Like a mother last child. Sometimes I feel like a mother last child. I knew my mother was going to come up there. Came through the dining room. I had never seen my mother do this. I thought she was going to come over and say, Lady, no, baby, no. So my mama went, Must Jesus bear the cross alone. And all the world don't read, no, my mama said, Bear the cross. I went, Oh my God, I'm a mama cross. For everyone, and there's a cross for me. She got me. She got me. Old folk used to have the wisdom to get you. You know, you know what I mean? They would, they would just kind of get you. They, they didn't go with you, but they would get you. But 
say somebody told Jesus what was going on. Songwriter says, I must tell. I must. I must tell Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Like getting on the phone, talking to your friend. I must tell Jesus because I cannot tell. Jesus probably going to say, what if you start saying what don't work out? In my distress, he kindly will help me because he ever loves me. And Jesus passes on. I, I must tell Jesus. Somebody in here needs to stop fighting what's going on and take a moment and tell Jesus all about it. My beloved, when they took Jesus home and somebody told him about the situation, he went straight to Peter's mother-in-law, touched her, took her by the hand and helped her up. One touch. She'd been sick a long time and all it took was one touch. They've been on drugs for a long time, but all it takes is one touch. One touch. And the fever was gone. Did you hear that? Child of God, we go through all of our emotional drain, and it only takes one touch from Jesus. We get sick over the situation, and it just may take one touch from Jesus. Well, after church, somebody needs to go home and say, he touched me. Oh, he touched me in all the joy. See, you can't let folk take the joy that God gave you. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me, and y'all not going to take my joy away. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Oh, he touched me. Listen to me. I don't know what you have been through lately. But I know if you're a child of God, you've been through something. I don't, I don't know what disappointment you have experienced. But I know you've experienced something. I don't, I don't know your confusion, your hurt. But this I do know. But this I do know. This I do know. If you take Jesus everywhere you go and you fall down, this I know, Jesus will pick you up. I know that. Have fallen, Jesus will get you up. If you're in sin, Jesus can clean you up. Because Jesus will always give you the victory. Where you're weak and defeated, my beloved, this is what he still can do. Stain from sin is blood. You're in need of a savior. He still saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. It's good. 
to God. It does not make any difference what your situation is to Jesus. He's here. You're talking to people who can't do nothing. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. If Jesus touches you, he'll bless you in unexpected ways. They took Jesus home with them and told him about a woman in the house who was sick and she received an unexpected blessing. She received healing from Jesus. He'll get you up from wherever you are and fix you up in ways you never imagined. I'm talking about Jesus. Oh, when you praise him first, I'm talking about Jesus. When you praise God despite your problems, God will shower you with unexpected blessings when you take Jesus home with you. He will take you through whatever you're going through. Give you the strength to just keep on keeping on. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus will dry your tears away. Jesus will put a smile on your face. Jesus, 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 Jesus will give you a, a peace that don't even make sense to you. No need to bring it to me. Because this is what I've witnessed for myself. In his own time and in his own way. God is sometimes a microwave, God one touch. And sometimes it takes prayer and fasting. And it takes time. But no matter what, he may not come when you want him. But I guarantee you, he'll always come on time. Remember now. Nothing you have ever been through so far has killed you. You still here. Because God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or think. I'm talking about God today. God, Jesus Christ, our Savior. There is nothing too hard. Won't he do it? If you know you'll do it, then clap your hands and give God praise. God will make a way out of no way. Won't he do it? He'll do it for you. He's a good God, I said. He's a good God. He'll bless us more than we realize.
matter what you're going through, somebody else is going through something worse than you, beloved. Whatever you're going through, somebody has gone through it too, beloved, and they've reached the other side. If you're down today, if you're tired of being tired today, if you wonder if situations will ever change today, in the midst of all of it, when you leave this church, you say, no matter what you're going through, this is what you're going to say. No matter what you're going through, this is what I know and I want you to know. That the Lord is blessed. Right now. In the mess. Through the mess. The Lord is blessing me. Right now. He woke me up this me on my way. No matter what's going on, no matter what you say, no matter what you think, no matter how my, my money looks, no matter how my feelings are going away, no matter what people are doing around me, the Lord is blessing me. He's blessing me. And he's blessing you.
so good to see all of you here today. And you want looking for a church home. This may not be the Sunday you come, and this not, may not be the way you come, but the doors of God's house are open to you. So if you're here and you want to walk down the aisle and come and give your Lord to God, we invite you to do that. If you want to call me on the phone and give your life to God, I'm open to that. If you want to meet me in my office, I'm, I'm open to that. But the bottom line is, find you a place. Find you a place. Find you one of God's houses so you can go in there to the filling station and get your fill up every Sunday. Come back the next Sunday because I guarantee you're going to be all empty. Somebody say amen. So you can walk out of here with your tank filled. Into a world all messed up. I don't know about y'all. I don't know about y'all whining and crying, but I know about me. He's blessing me. He's blessing me. He woke me up this morning. But now. gives you wisdom. So for those who are seniors in the room, I don't ever want you to give up. Young people, I don't want you to give up. I want to be an example how you feel when God has touched your life. And so I can say today, I I feel I remember in 2000 when I had a stroke. I, I remember 2005, when I was so burnt out, the doctors didn't know what they could say with my life. I, I didn't. But today, I feel like going on. <laughs> oh, trials come on every hand. I feel like, mother, I feel like, I feel like. Young people, I want you to hear that with me, sir. And say it with me, because I want you to feel like it. I feel like going on. People are wanting to die at every age today. Even our children